It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Bleachers and Speakers. I'm your host, June, and it's Foster's fault while we're late. Yep. He gets me in trouble all the time. Like 99% of the time when I get in trouble, Foster's usually has something to do with it. So I apologize. Foster, how are you today, sir? Well, we're going to work through these... uh work through this situation but uh you know it's victory monday so i I can't i can't complain victory monday man uh this show is uh (laughs) we got a lot to we got a lot a lot to talk about man uh as you know lions won yesterday versus the bears at home 31 26 and it was the return of justin fields and uh he was everything I imagine he would be. Uh, probably a little better than what I think he'd do. Uh, if you look at his numbers, uh, he didn't have a ton of throwing yards. 
I think it was something like 170 yards passing, but he was very efficient. But he ran for 100 yards. Now, if you combine those two as a quarterback, that's a heck of a day. And there were dead times on drives where that very first drive of the game, he looked very dominant. He looked very comfortable. Uh, he was a weapon out there. There was a drive in the third quarter where they just looked unstoppable. He made some remarkable plays getting to the outside. He made some great throws. It was the the kind of play that Chicago needs from him to be successful. And they said it on the broadcast a couple times that they were questioning, excuse me, they were questioning whether he was the guy. And with the way he's played before his injury uh, for a couple games and versus Detroit yesterday, he's showing you he he's the guy. And I hear an echo, Foss. Did you do something different? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. You still hear oh, so what'd you, No. What did you think about Justin yesterday, man? I guess I, it's been so long since he's played, and I really don't watch. I don't follow the Bears very heavily, so I guess I kind of forgot how good of a runner he is. But um, I, I definitely got flashbacks to um, last year because he fared pretty well against us last year. They lost both games. In Detroit. But, in Detroit, he went crazy in Detroit running the Yes. Ball. Yes. So um, I don't know if he likes playing, you know, in Detroit or something. But, um, yeah, I definitely got flashbacks to the original, um, you know, to the to the last game he played here. And um, he, he, he looked he looked good, but uh, it ended up it ended up not being enough when it was all said and done. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, the crazy thing is. Detroit did not play their best yesterday. And right. it was a uh, it looked kind of scary for 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 a long time. Um took the lead at half, but that third quarter, I think they had like a nine minute, eight or nine minute drive. And by the end of the third, uh I think Goff had threw through his third interception by the end of the third. Did he throw any in the fourth quarter? I'm not sure exactly the 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 times of the game, but yeah, he 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 definitely turned the ball over three times and we fumbled on a kickoff too. So a lot of turnovers. I know it was first first two times was in the first half because they didn't capitalize, they didn't score a point off neither turnover in the first half, off neither interception. Right. And then you had Craig Reynolds uh, fiasco, another interception. Uh, and the defense looked at times like, we got to talk about RPOs, man. We got to talk about RPOs and our defense. Uh, I was ha- I had a uh, discussion with uh, somebody on Facebook yesterday, and they said that they made a point saying that Detroit has Dak Prescott coming up, uh, Dobbs coming up, and we mentioned another uh, QB. 
But I said those were mobile quarterbacks and not quarterbacks that run RPOs. And I think we have more trouble with the RPO quarterback than uh, mobile quarterbacks. Because nowadays, a lot of quarterbacks are mobile. Like a yep. lot of them. But they don't run RPO. It's a different ball game when you're when you're playing against uh, Jackson, you're playing against uh, Justin Fields or, or Jalen Hurts that have uh, pl- plays designed for them to either run or pass or hand off. And I think that's where the Lions, the Lions had the most trouble with Baltimore in that aspect. And then Justin Fields comes and he's running RPOs. And we're having a big problem versus the run play pass option play and the quarterbacks. So there's some things that got to be tightened up. Um, Cause we definitely have issues and don't want to look too far ahead, but I think the best team in the NFC Philly <laughs> RPO. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Hurts and, and and that offense, they run RPO. So it's 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 uh something we have to show up. We have to f- face Justin Fields again. Dobbs from Minnesota, he's not an RPO offense, but he is a mobile quarterback. But like I said, most quarterbacks in the league nowadays, uh, they're not the big Ben Roethlisberger type uh running backs that I mean quarterbacks that you know, the throwback ones, most of them have, you know, have a little speed and a little bit of escapability uh, to them. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, and that can get out, like, for instance, what's my man name? Uh, golly. Who played the what first team? game of the season? Kennedy. Oh, Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes. They don't run, run, pass option. But he's he's pretty dangerous when he decides to run. But yeah. like I said, most quarterbacks in the league have that ability uh, to to tuck it and run. Fortunately, we have golf, and he's not he's he's one of the exceptions to what's <laughs> to the quarterbacks in this league. Um, but he's one of the few. He's one of the few. You can go down the NFL list of starting quarterbacks. And they all have quarterbacks that can tuck it and run, and that is a threat with their legs. But there's only a certain few that run that RPO, and that's what's giving the lines the amount of trouble. And I wanted to ask you, Foster, why do you think that's such a problem with the Detroit defense stopping the RPO? Um, personnel. I mean, I, I think that Anzalone does well. Um, and as far as defending against the pass, um, yeah, I, I think that his strength is defending against the pass. Um, I think Jack Campbell, same thing. He, he's kind of struggled. I don't think that. I think I think that he he does struggle in the aspect of those mobile quarterbacks. Um, I, I think that just the fact that we don't have. We don't have a pass rush. We don't have a strong pass rush, rush opposite uh, Hutchinson. So when he's, so when he's being chased out, when he's being flushed out in one direction, 
But on the Hutch side, he he's got he's got some options on the opposite. So um, until we until we get a guy in there that can effectively rush the pad, you know, rush the passer on the opposite side of golf, I think we're going to continue to have problems with these um, with these you know, with these mobile quarterbacks. So, um, you know, obviously we're missing C.J. Gardner-Johnson. We're missing Houston. Can't really worry about that. We got what we got. So I don't know if it if it means, uh, you know, scheming better or, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's tough to say if it's more of a personnel thing or if it's a or if it's a scheme thing. Either, either way, we got to figure it out um, real soon because, uh, yes, we, we do have – we do have Dobbs. Uh, we got two more games of Dobbs, and we got one more field. We got one more game against Fields, if nothing else. So uh, we got to we got to figure it out real, real soon. I think uh, in the Detroit Lions' case, the only option they have is to scheme and spy. Yeah. Uh, but what kills uh, RPO? What kills any fast break type of offense? And uh, I'm going to say pause before I say it. And that's pressure up the middle and speed from your linebacker positions and your, uh, and your rush ins. You got to, and, and, and speed from your safety position. All those, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, uh, there was, and this is, I learned this a few years ago. There was an Oregon team that looked, I think they played uh, Auburn in the national championship. Oregon was one of those fast breaks, uh, run and shoot, you know what I'm saying? Speed, 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 right? Right. So they played Auburn in the championship game and they couldn't, uh, Auburn has the, some of the best athletes in the country. Uh, they have speed at linebacker. They have speed at rushing in. They are, they were big up front. So what they did was they just that they got such a push from the middle, and their linebackers and safeties were all over the place. So they couldn't do anything. So if you have speed at the linebacker position, speed at your safeties, and you can get pressure, that helps defend any kind of RPO because your your quarterback has to be like you're, you're, you you got to make the quarterback work and I always say this and I might be wrong but when you have a quarterback that's running run uh RPOs you got to make that quarterback pay I don't care if you think if he if you don't know if he got the ball that's who you keying on you have to hit him every play. You have to make that coach on that sideline being he's getting killed on RPO. Right. So it's not being dirty. It's being physical with the quarterback. If he's going to be a runner, you have to make sure that he's the option. You key on him and you make and you make him pay whenever he hands that ball off or whenever he does a fake or this, that, and other, or you think he's going to run. You hit him because there was one play in particular yesterday where Justin Fields faked the handoff, and I think it was it was either Anzalone or Hutch. One of them went for the running back, 
and Justin went right around him. Mm-hmm. No, hit that quarterback. Right. <clears throat> make him hand the ball off. Take him. A, the, the, the thing about an option is you make it not an option. Take that quarterback out. Now, I'm not saying play dirty, but I'm just saying key on, key on Justin Fields because Justin Fields is probably the faster of all out of the running backs on his team, probably just as good as runner as everybody. So you yeah. have to stop him first and trust that your linebackers and your safeties can catch the next man because you don't want to be chasing Justin Fields. So uh, anyway, we, we we don't want to make it seem like we were doomed yesterday because it was a victory. I don't want I don't want the energy to be like we got to we got so much stuff to work on. We are very fortunate that we won yesterday. The offense woke up when it needed to, despite uh, three interceptions and another uh, fumble in our territory, and being down twelve with three minutes left to win by five points is a hell of a turnaround. I was very proud. Uh, I didn't think it would happen. I realized we, the lions had a shot when JMO caught the touchdown and we're going to start giving JMO some love y'all like that. Let's let's get. I've been seeing a lot of JMO hate, and he's made plays. He doesn't. He's not going to give you uh, St. Brown reception numbers. He's not going to give you Josh uh, Josh Reynolds reception <laughs> numbers. However, he has the ability to make big plays. He had a couple of good catches yesterday. Uh, one was a very vital touchdown to start the comeback. And when he caught that roster, I said, there's still about four minutes left. There's still three or four minutes left. And I said, if Detroit can three and out, it's over. Right. And that's what happened. What was the most impressive you you thought about the uh, game yesterday, Foss? Well, I, I think that I think the defense stepped out, stepped up. Uh, most importantly, um, we obviously gave up 26 points overall, but um, the 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 defense definitely bailed out the offense. The offense uh, turned turned the ball over um, three times. The special teams uh, turned it over one, uh, one time, and it, it it definitely created tough, good opportunities for the, the Bears' offense. Um, they were only able to convert. Um, I think they had two touchdowns, and then they they kicked uh, they kicked four field goals. So um, the, the the defense bent, but but um, I feel like they didn't break. Obviously, uh, obviously Justin Field got Fields got his, um, but like you said, he didn't he didn't pass for a ton of yards. Um, as far as the running back, the running back didn't really get out too crazy. So. Um, I, I think that where, you know, the offense picked up for the defense last week, I feel like it was the opposite this week. So, um, yeah, I, I was definitely, uh, 
happy with what they did. The defense also scored. You know, the safety is obviously a score. Um, and we got we got a few sacks. So um, that was encouraging. Uh, I would like to see more sacks. I mean, the, the Hutchinson was, you know, at the very end of the game. So um, huge. That was huge. Yeah, very, very big. Very big. Um, and, and we got and, and the 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 um, the guy we got out of the practice squad this past um, from the guy he from was Cowboys. balling a little bit. Yeah, he only had thirty five percent of the snaps, um, but he had a he had, he definitely had a run stuff um, in the game, and that was that was huge. He came right in, no no Isaiah Bugs, no uh, Levi Anzarike. He came right in and um, made an impact from day one. So I, I was definitely happy with that. Yeah, that was uh, he was he was balling a little bit for him to just be uh brought up from the practice squad. It's gonna be real interesting with this pass rush going forward. I, I want to see if Irvin can contribute. Yes, uh, yeah. I, I'm thinking we should see him th- on Thanksgiving Thursday. Uh, I think we should see him. Uh, if not, definitely the following game. This is a quick turnaround. Right. Uh, he, uh, but luckily for his position, it doesn't take a heck of a lot, not trying to downgrade anybody's thinking or anything, but he's a rush in. You got, you set the edge, you get the quarterback. You don't have to study a playbook too much or anything. You got two jobs on that uh defensive end, and that's to get to the quarterback and uh set the edge and don't, not letting anybody get around you. So that's your job pretty much as a defensive end. So um, the Lions almost gave me a heart attack yesterday, bro. I was frustrated. I was frustrated. I was very frustrated. I I felt like it was a it wasn't a very good first half, even though we were up 14 to 10. And in that third quarter, looked very very bleak and for mo- for most of the fourth quarter so the second half the first half wasn't good and the second half looked to be worse uh there were so many penalties on third down to give them a first down i think i counted 3 two of them was on branch and one was on jury what they call a defensive holding, and it only it was only five yards, but it was like third and fifteen, and third and twenty, and third and eighteen, and that gave him an automatic first. Now it was just crazy. Hold that thought, Foster. Hold that thought, and uh, we're gonna go, and I'll see you on the other side. But I'm gonna make let you get that. I hold on a second. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What were you about to say, Foss? What I was going to say is that um, what's interesting, the first half was was definitely a shaky one, but we actually went into halftime with the lead because um, mm-hmm. we got the ball back and we drove down under two minutes, uh, the two-minute drill, and scored a touchdown. So despite as bad as we were in the first half, um, we actually went into the ha- we actually went into the second half um, possessing the ball, but um, also taking it going into it with a fourteen to ten lead. So um, it just goes to show that the the energy wasn't there, even though we were up. It felt like we were kind of getting we were kind of getting whooped on a little bit. So yeah, it, it didn't feel like we were up. They scored right before half, and we had the ball. We had all them. We we could have took that momentum because getting receiving the ball after going up 14-10 and then I think the drive stalled I think they got a a first down or two and maybe I can't remember exactly but I remember punting and I remember Chicago owning the ball for most of the quarter in that one drive yeah and uh, I think they got a touchdown. I think they got a touchdown. I think on the insinuating kickoff, Craig Reynolds fumbled. And they got a field goal. And then there was another interception. It was just bad. It was just yesterday was just uh, was just not, it didn't feel right. And it didn't feel good until like the end of the game. And this transitions into our grades. Foster, how do you grade the offense yesterday? Um, I give the offense a I give the offense a C plus. Um, when the game was on the line and it mattered the most, we got the job done. No doubt about it. Um we were able to run the ball. We were even running the ball in situations where it was kind of like the the, cl- the clock wasn't on our side, but <laughs> we were so we were so locked in at that point that it didn't matter um, that we were running the ball. So I, I loved I loved to see that. Um, and um, golf did throw three interceptions, but he also had two touchdowns. Um, yeah, he had one to 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 give. I want to say he had one to Gibbs and he had one to Brown. But no, 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 no. Jameson Williams and Brown were the two yeah. touchdown passes. So um, those were huge. And um, yeah, I, I I definitely the the three turnovers I, I I definitely have to hold against them overall. And uh, but yeah, I I can't I can't penalize them too much because we did put up 31 points and we did win the game. Put up 29 points. Correct. Correct. 29 points because <laughs> the safety was not 
was not uh, on the offensive side. Correct. Good two, uh, good two point conversion and four touchdowns. Uh, I was very impressed with the offense at times. Uh, the three interceptions and uh, the three interceptions and the fumble. And I do count that as offense uh, kickoff return. Uh, okay. That's that's four turnovers. That's four that's turnovers. Special, that's special, teams. special teams technically, but we have the ball. So, hey. Uh, golf threw three interceptions to three people who never had an interception before. Uh, before? Jalen Johnson. They, that was their first career uh, interceptions. If it wasn't their first career interceptions, it was their first interceptions of the year for sure. Of the year. Okay. Fair enough. For sure. Now, Jalen, what was the name? Jalen Johnson. He had two that he dropped. Yes, he did. <laughs> Good point. He had two interceptions that he dropped, that he merely dropped. Uh, the running game, we, the Lions, can run the ball. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind when Montgomery's in there, when you have Montgomery and Gibbs, it's going to be a problem because they can both get it done. Uh, That's your thunder and lightning. And it's like that last drive, the two-minute drive to uh, to win the game, that last drive, they did a wonderful mix of running and passing. Like Montgomery was getting yards, 10, 10 at a chunk, 10 yards a pop on that last drive. And that's just our ability to run the ball. And you have those outside threats. They had Chicago on their heels offensively, but I too would give them a C because of the turnovers and because of how long it took uh to 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 get to that point to to take a lead offensively. So yeah, I agree with you. Um what do you what do you grade the defense? Uh the defense I gave a solid B. Um they got some sacks. Like I said, they bailed out our offense um and our special teams quite a bit um by holding them to field goals um when they took the field you know a couple of times in in you know in Chicago's zone so um all that <clears throat> although they did have some issues with fields um and and DJ Moore um overall mm-hmm. you know they held them to 26 points and uh you know I, I, they bounced they bounced back well af- after a, a tough performance in in LA so um yeah, I, I think they. I think overall they did well. They, you know, Jerry did not have his best game. Jack Campbell didn't have his best game, but I think Anzalone had another good game. I think Aline McNeil had a good game. They and defense also, sco- you know, scored when it mattered most. It was very important. We were able to get a, a strip sack, um, turned safety. So um, that was uh, that was major. They they. They 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 got the stop. They also got the stops that we needed in order to um, get the ball get the ball back as well. So 
that that was uh those those were crucial and and we really showed some championship pedigree by by not playing our best and still finding a way to to pull out a tough on the uh against a divisional opponent at home but against a divisional opponent I gave the defense a C and okay. I, I I'll tell you why um uh, that first drive, you can't give up a first drive like that to the quarterback that just got back on the field. He's been off. He's been hurt. And he made it look easy. The first time he hiked the ball, he ran around the edge for, for a first down. And I'm like, okay, let's tighten up, guys. And it didn't happen the whole drive. There was also a drive in the third third quarter that just made it look like there was nothing we could do. The penalties, the defensive holds that were being called on the defense on third down was driving me insane. There was a couple of times where we had a a defender stopped for first down and DJ Moore on one of the occasions basically got out of the tackle, made a first down. The running back uh, was stopped on third down, and Branch tackled him and actually rolled him. He landed on Branch and rolled over for a first down. Just uh, there was another, I think it might have been the same play, but there was a play where Cam Sutton comes up and makes a tackle short of the third, short of the first down. But he doesn't rap at all. He just comes, he just goes in, he hits with his shoulder, and the running back kind of runs him over and gets a first down. Like these are techniques that if he if he does a textbook tackle where he's driving with his legs and rapping with his arms, he doesn't get that first down. But that's a D back. And they're not that that's not their strong suit is tackle. You know, right. you got a, you got a D back that can tackle, then you you have a bonus. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They're they're cover guys, they do make tackles, but you know, to 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 expect them to make every tackle textbook, you know, coming up from the secondary and stopping a running back full momentum, it's probably asking a lot, but Third down, you got to make it happen. Like when you hit them, they need to go down right then. They don't need to go two, three yards after they after you hit them. So, I had a big problem with the, uh, not a big problem, but I had a problem with the uh, with the defense yesterday. Uh, they did show up when they need. That's why they're not getting a failing grade from me because they made plays when they needed to. Uh, Could have been worse. Could have been a whole lot worse. Uh, but they made plays when they needed to. Uh, and so I give them a C. Coaching. How you grading the coaching yesterday overall? Um, I can't, as far as offensively, I, I can't really put too much on, I can't really put too much on the coaching. Um, it's the player's job to execute. I think that um, play calling wise, they put them in a good opportunity to um, to make some plays. As far as defensively, um, 
that's more of the side that I that I do uh, defensively. I, I do feel like um, that that needs some work uh, schematically. So um, I, overall, I'll give them a uh, I give coaching a B a B minus. Um, I don't I don't think we did uh, I don't think we did a good enough job of preparing for the attack of Justin Fields and um, I don't know I feel like I saw Jerry Jacobs on on uh, I feel like Jerry Jacobs um, who was there Oh Moore I feel like I feel like DJ Moore was was on was on Jerry Jacobs for a lot of that game. And uh, when, when obviously Cam Sutton is is our number one guy, so I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. I don't know why he ends up on on the better receiver sometimes. But um, I did forget that Cam Sutton forced a fumble, which was um, which was he, good to good to see. Yeah, um, and and I think Anzalone, uh, I think Anzalone recovered it. So yes, he did. You, you know, um, yesterday's game from a coaching standpoint, it wasn't one of those games where uh, Dan Campbell had to take a lot of risk uh, where you just – or any any trickery or any fake punts or stuff like that. It was one of those grinded-out games. Like, you know, uh, you're, you're hanging around and you're making plays here and there and you you stay within striking distance. It didn't look like they were in striking distance in the fourth quarter, you know, being down 12 or three minutes, but they definitely were in striking uh, a distance and they made it count. Uh, I'll give them a C and only because I'm giving everybody else a C. Uh, not trying to discredit the Bears, but that game's a lot tighter than it needed to be. Like, it didn't have to be that. It had. It didn't have to be that way. I think uh, if you play up to your ability, and like I said, it's not all on the coaches. The players have to make the plays, and there were some plays that the, the players definitely whiffed on. Uh, they left some some stuff out on. They left some plays on the field that they could have did better on. But it's not one of those games where you the the last drive, the last drive. Ben Johnson called it masterfully. That last uh, touchdown drive, that was uh, a, a great display of play calling. I think the uh, the first touchdown drive was very, very uh, it was great play calling all the way around the board. The touchdown uh, to get us within striking distance in the fourth quarter with the bomb to JMO, great call. Um, I, I, if I keep going, they could get a B. So it's one of those things, you know what I'm saying? Because that offense, offense at times looked so dynamic, and it's and I don't think the Porter caught a pass until late. Yeah, he's been he's been real quiet the last couple of weeks for sure. So, well. So I, I, I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. Probably a little bit better than I think I'm looking at the game overall and not really taking a deep look into what the coaches did yesterday. But like I said, that game was 
a lot closer than it needed to be for my own comfort. Because uh, at times Chicago looked dominant, and I don't think I don't think any team should look dominant versus Detroit at home. I might be uh, I might be uh, tripping or something, but I did not expect Chicago to look that good versus us yesterday and uh hats off to them because they played they played it but it was a long plane ride home i know because <laughs> they did everything they could to win it um uh, and you know probably they probably believe that they deserve to win so oh yeah let me take a step to the side foster and give you the floor Foster is going to bring you to you our featured player of the week. I'm going to step aside. Foster does his thing with this thing. You do a masterful job talking about these players. So without further ado, the floor is yours, brother. All right. So the feature player for this week is somebody that um, been, has been very heavily publicized and um, a lot of controversy behind his name. Um, but I felt like it was pretty fitting to to have him. He had a, an excellent game yesterday. Um, but Jamison Will, uh, Williams, our, our speedy uh, slot receiver out of Alabama. Uh, he originally went to Ohio State, uh, played there for the first two years of his career in college and uh, he transferred to Alabama his junior year and he was a uh, SEC All-American his his final year um, at Alabama. Uh, he played in a national championship game uh, where he would ultimately tear his ACL. Uh, the Lions would trade up for him with the, uh, the Vikings. They had a few uh, pick swaps and uh, traded up in the draft to go get him. Um, and that was kind of the, the beginning of the controversy, because obviously um, we went up, you know, we traded up to draft a guy that we knew had just torn his ACL in February and would not be back. Um, we slowly worked Jamison Williams uh, back into the lineup. Um, he made his debut on the uh, in week 13 against the. Um, I'm not sure. He, but he, uh, he, he made his debut on the 13th week. Um, it wasn't until the 14th week that he got his first reception, which was also a touchdown. Um, so that was the beginning of the Jamison Williams saga. Um, and uh, obviously it was pretty late in the year. We didn't make the playoffs, so he didn't have a, he didn't have a, a good opportunity to really catch a groove uh, with the team. And uh, so after, so after the, the, after that original season, um, he was obviously suspended um, for the first four games of the year uh, because of a, a you know, a gambling uh, violating the gambling policy. Um, so once again, you know, everybody was excited about seeing a full year Jameson Williams, and sure enough, um, he was, you know, he was suspended, and um, obviously he wasn't able to get as much work in with uh, Jared Goff and everybody else as he would have liked to. Um, but like I said, in the, the fifth week of the year, he comes back and um, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was his first kind of breakout game of the second year where he had uh, two, he uh, caught two of his three targets, including a long touchdown, um, which ended up being a pretty big reception, you know, a pretty big reception uh, on the road. And, um, overall we've, you know, we slowly, slowly, 
um, started to gear him up in the in the in the season. He uh, has it, the amount of you know percentage of snaps has gone up every week. Um, and until this week where he he had 65 percent of the snaps and he is developing that trust and that chemistry with Jared Goff. Um, and obviously this this past Sunday, he got a uh, you know, he he caught a, another touchdown pass at a, at a very pivotal time in the game. And, you know, that just goes into some of the trust. You know, he, he has had issues catching the ball um, early on in his career. And um, the fact that, you know, golf was willing to instill that trust in him to make a catch in a, in a tough part of the game just goes to show where they are at right now in the development process. And, um, yeah, 65 percent of the 65 percent of the snaps, which is, you know, that that's a lot for, you know, not not necessarily for a first round pick, but for us, you know, for the amount that we're used to seeing Jamison Williams play, because, you know, we, we get excited when we see him just on the field, let alone having the ball thrown to him. So, the you know, Ben Johnson has, uh, you know, worked really hard trying to incorporate him into the offense. They've done some end arounds. They've done some screens. And he's had some actually has a, a couple touchdowns called back due to some questionable calls. So, um, you know, Jamison, Jamison Williams is starting to build that confidence necessary. He, he has touched pay dirt a few times. And, you know, a couple of them counted, a couple of them did, a couple of them didn't. So um, over, overall, he is a um, a smooth route runner. He's, uh, you know, very, very fast. He, he ran a 4-3-6, um, very quick and twitchy, and um, he gets good separation on his routes. Um, he has had issues in the past catching the ball, um, but I think a lot of that is due to his concentration. I just, just think that sometimes he is not – fully focused and it has affected his ability to catch the ball thus far. Um, but I, I think that he is really starting to fall into his role. I think he's really buying into, you know, in, into the game plan and um, you know, he is a willing blocker. You know, he, he, he really has bought into the no block, no rock um, policy that Ben Johnson has instilled. And um, you know, it, it just is a good thing to see because um, people were very critical of Jamison Williams and, um, you know, they thought there was some maturity issues and, and him, you know, being upset about not getting the ball. So to, to see him do the little things such as getting blocks and, you know, chasing down guys to make sure our running backs can score some touchdowns. Um, it's, it's huge. It's huge in the grand scheme of things. So, um, that was a long winded, uh, you know, uh, overview of Jamison Williams, but, you know, he's, he's one of our, one of our most heavily publicized and scrutinized players. So a um, lot to say about him. Give my man a, a, a good old Lions roar. Yeah, I'm going to stop sleeping on J-Mo, man. We're going to stop the critique about him. He's uh, he's definitely, definitely showing his worth. And uh, – we're going to stop hating on J-Mo. We, um, we need him. So this is not a time to uh, – it's too early to give up on him, and he's been shown the ability to make plays. Only we'll be back on the other side with, uh, with our ads there. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's been a a short turnaround, Foster. We got uh, um, three more days and it's back on the gridiron. Got the Lions on Thanksgiving, man. And I think, I don't think Thanksgiving in Detroit or Michigan would be the same without Detroit Lions, no matter what the record is. We are going to watch the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Thursday, man. It's just. We're, no matter the record, no matter how horrible they are, there's always this sense of they're going to win today. Even though there's been a lot of losses on Thanksgiving in the past, but there's always, it's like tradition in my family where uh, yeah, when I was a kid where all the grown folks would would be eating and watching the Lions play. And my grandmother would make sure dinner was done by 12, 31 o'clock because the lines were on first thing. You guys, they you guys, so you guys eat before one? Uh, my grandmother, when my grandmother, it was her, when she decided to have Thanksgiving dinner at her house, it was ready that morning. Wow. You can literally go to my grandmother's house and have Thanksgiving dinner at eleven o'clock. Wow! And it's and well, she be up all night. She get up early in the morning, and it's ready. Like, and everything was from scratch. Like, uh, when my mother when my mother cooked, though, that's a different thing. Now it'll be ready by two. It wasn't gonna be ready before halftime. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh. I think with uh we're not doing a a big deal a big meal over here Thanksgiving but most of the stuff will be done by halftime. So that's just you know I don't want to be I don't really want to be doing too much like I'll do I'm cooking a lot so the stuff that I'm doing uh, I'll do Wednesday night and it's going in pans, and it's nothing but putting them in the oven the next morning. The dressing, the macaroni and cheese, I'll do the greens early, and uh, whatever the wife is going to cook with it, I'll let her do what she's going to do. So, but uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good game, and, and it's the Packers. Are you worried about the Packers? Um, I I think that the Bears have shown that that these these NFC North battles, home or away, are not gimme games. So I, I think that um I think it's gonna be a, it, it could be a tough fight. I mean, I I really thought the Bears were gonna be. We, I think everybody thought that the Bears were gonna be a pretty tough. Or were gonna be a pretty easy, easy team. Out. So yeah. um. 
the Packers are coming off a win against the Chargers. We're very, you know, we're obviously very familiar with the Chargers. Um, they had, you know, they handled them, and, uh, and and Jordan Love had a pretty good game. So I am prepared for, you know, and and we don't have much time. You know, we don't have a whole lot of time for it's preparation wise. Um, we did handle them pretty easily in the last in in Lambeau Field. So that is is a very favorable thing, but um i i can't act like it's just gonna be a, a walk in the park i refuse to believe that um but uh, we we need to go in there and and uh you know go two for two against those guys and and keep them and and you know hold them down so yeah. wait 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 hold up. hold hold up hold hold up why do you have on green Bay Packers colors anyway, Foster? You know what? I saw the yellow. It's, it's freaking disgusting, wow. man. Yeah. It's freaking disgusting, man. You're grossing me out. This is one of my favorite you shirts. Got on I, the... I like this shirt. And the hat is green. The shirt is crazy. Oh, gosh. It's crazy. It's not the It's more of an army green. It's more of like a camo olive, olive green. Foster. It looks crazy, mind. doesn't it? It's the wrong week. To wear Packers colors. That bro. is crazy. I, I look like a Packers affiliate. I, I like green. You I like too. Green. I like green too, but I don't. You don't wear it during Packers week. It's crazy. That that was completely unintentional. That was. Very if the Lions lose, it's Foster's fault for wearing Green Bay Packers colors on a Lions show. That 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 was the preview in the game in the beginning of the uh, of the show was that it's Foster's fault. So it 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 falls in line. It falls in line. Oh man, you're wearing that badge of the bad guy like it's uh like a badge of honor, man. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm a villain. That, that's that's that's, that's kind of dope, man. You're a villain. Man. <laughs> I I worry about uh. Our Achilles heel as of lately has been our defense. Uh, yeah. Green Bay beat the Chargers yesterday. So they're no slouch. They are no slouch. Uh, I think we win the game, but I don't think it's going to be easy by no means. The Green Bay Packers, they 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 play us pretty tough, regardless, especially on Thanksgiving, they play us tough. We've had some miserable Thanksgivings uh versus uh the pack. I um they worry me a little bit, but one thing is they don't have they shouldn't have their top running back. Right. Because he looked like he was in pretty he looked like he was in pretty bad shape leaving the field, and it's a quick turnaround. Um, they played yesterday right. in three more days. So I'm not expecting to see him on the, on the field. Uh, they had problems with our pass rush last time. <laughs> Hopefully history will repeat itself. Uh, they had trouble in the first half versus our pass rush. They – uh, they got better defending. Um, we got, got keeping our defenders off of them uh, in the second half. The first half, 
you know, they, it was it was a party in the backfield. And they got better after. I remember the coaches, their coaches' halftime uh, speech, uh, well, interview, and said, we just got to have some pride and, blo- and block and keep this defense from the backfield. It's all about pride. So they made some adjustments. He talked to his team, and they got better after half. And they kept the Detroit defensive line and kind of in check for most of the half. But it wasn't a close game. It wasn't a right. close game. I mean, that third quarter, though, that third quarter was that was a little third problem. quarter. They made it. They made a run in the third quarter. Yeah, but it kind of it subsided. But I'm starting to see a theme in the third quarter, man. I'm starting to see a theme in the third quarter. That's coaching. I'm starting That's to see. A theme. Uh. The Chargers, the Packers, uh, Chicago, they've owned the third quarter versus us. They've owned it. So, uh, and that's right after half. So, um, hopefully it's not one of those things where it continues. And like I said, the defense concerns me. I know we have the players to compete and be better. It's a matter of it. Uh, that's what's concerning me because we do have a pass rush. Uh, we do have a capable. We do have a. The defensive front is our strongest suit. Shouldn't have to worry about pressure with that being our strongest suit. Well, Correct? we're deep. We're deep. We have a lot of rotational guys, but I think we lack the the other uh, end. The just the the dependable, you know, guy that you just know is going to get there. I, I think that I, I don't think that we have that on the as far as the end is concerned. I think Aleem McNeil is having a his be, is having his best year rushing a quarterback through the middle, but on the other end, you got the Aquara brothers, you got Charles Harris, you got. You got a Pascal, a number of guys, but nobody that you can count on that's just gonna that's gonna um pin his ears back and just get after it on the other end. So we yeah. I'm I'm hoping to see some I'm hoping to see some some sacks in the next uh some QB sacks in, in on Thursday. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I cleaned it up. I tried to clean it up. <laughs> hoping to see some sacks. Jesus Christ. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that about do it for today's show. We ran late, and I know you guys want to catch Monday Night Football. Kansas City versus Philly. That ought to be a great game. And I do believe in watching what other teams do against teams that that we've played. I want to see how well Philly plays against uh, Kansas City. I do think Philly will win because Kansas City hasn't looked like Kansas City of old. and. Uh, I want to see what this RPO does tonight. I'm really paying attention to the RPO. But, you know, Jalen doesn't run. They run versions of it. It's not heavy as Baltimore. It's not heavy as Chicago. They do run some of it, though. But Baltimore is very, very RPO heavy. Like, that's what they do all game, offensively. You know, um, same with uh, looks like Chicago's going to do. 
I know they did Sunday. They did yesterday. So, you got any last words before we get out of here, Faust? I'm rooting for the Chiefs, man. If if the if they can beat the the Eagles tonight, um, I think we end up being in a tie. But after a, a win, uh, hopefully against the Packers, we will have sole ownership of the number one team in the NFC. How does that sound? Ten games into the year. Sounds great. And, and and let me clip for clarity. I'm rooting for the Chiefs as well. I just think Philly's that good and not going to uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean if uh, I was a hopefully, man, yeah. Hopefully we're all eight and two at the end of the day. So once again, if you missed this broadcast and you want to catch it, it'll be published. Uh, right after the show on YouTube on Motor City Matrix. And you can also check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, any streaming platform. You put in Bleachers and Speakers, FFS, FFSN, and you can listen to us. Uh, you don't have to watch us. You can listen to us on your way to work. Whether you're working out, um, just, just just check us out there and download it. You can download it and listen to it later. Just check us out there. Support us on those platforms. If you can't watch us live, you can catch us every Monday, 7 o'clock when Foster's not late. Uh, Motor City Metrics on YouTube. We also do a Pistons show, which we'll do a Pistons show. What day did we say? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. We're doing a Pistons show, and that's a different podcast. That's post-game podcast. We got a lot to say about this Pistons team, and they're playing right now. Um, got a lot to say about this Pistons team, and, and we'll be on tomorrow. What time, Foster? Probably a similar time. Probably a similar time. About, but... about 7 o'clock. We'll, we'll, we'll be here, Motor City Metrics. Post game podcast. You can check us out where we talk Pistons. And like I said, if you missed that show as well, you can catch us on Spotify. Post game podcast, FFSN on all those same streaming platforms. So you can see me and Foster talk football, or you can see us talking basketball or listen to us do both. So uh, pretty dope, man. Foster, we'll figure out the figure outs on your. on your computer, but you know, it's looking crispy though. And then didn't have any issues. So it still was, even though we had the reason why we're late, we had Foster had some technical difficulties, but as you can see, looking pretty crispy and that green and no yellow problems. looking real clean. <laughs> All right, man, let's get out of here, bro. That's enough. That's just uh, uncalled for. <laughs>